This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what, a what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, he's good! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! Hello and welcome to the debate show. This is the weekly show devoted to Sheffield Wednesday where we give you the chance to have your say and for us to listen to your opinion on your club. If you are listening to the recording of this in the podcast form and you're wondering how you can get involved then just follow us on Twitter. It's at WTIDpod and you'll see when we go live. If you want to have your say then press the microphone icon on the bottom left and request to talk. It really is that simple. Um, Doing this on my own this week, uh, no, uh, no Liam. He's uh, off on his uh, jollies, Cleethorpe, so Blackpool's wherever he's, uh, wherever he's off to. So if, if you do uh, want to get involved, then press that request to talk button. If you are invited up and you want to get involved in, in the other discussions, then just press that heart icon and click the hand. Uh, that way I'll know that you want to say something else, and obviously I'll, uh, I'll come to you. Now, a um, couple of things that we want to talk about this evening. Uh, obviously, I want to kick things off by asking a question that was talked about in our Patreon members' WhatsApp group. If you want to join that, then um, see all the other perks as well. You can go to patreon.com forward slash WTID pod. More on that later. I mean, this could be a three-hour special if uh, if we're not careful as the chat and Twitter was getting a little heated, to say the least. Uh, we were talking about legends and whether or not Barry Bannon goes down as a Wednesday legend. seems like everyone uh, has their opinion on that one, so that's the, the first thing that we'll uh, that we'll talk on. And off the back of that, you know, what makes a legend as well? That some, it sounds like uh, quite a lot of people have different uh, different opinions when it uh, when it comes to that. Uh, we'll also talk about the 3-1 defeat and get your thoughts on what went wrong at Sinsel Bank at the weekend. We can also talk about Bailey Peacock Farley's recent performances and also Lee Gregory. How much of a boost is that that he's going to be back in contention this weekend for a start? Obviously, he made... Uh, he came off the bench at the weekend at Lincoln. Um, and we can also look ahead to that game against Cambridge United at home on Saturday as well. Um, Ian, you've you've uh, you've been brought up, mate. How are you? All right? Yes, how, mate. Thanks. For the, this is obviously the first time I've I've been on this. I I mean, I live I live out in Arizona, so I, I don't get to games very often. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can I can imagine. I'll let I'll let you off. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit of a bit of a commute, um, and as you can probably tell, I'm an American. But before I start, I just want to, I just want to say thank you to you uh, and to Liam and to Giles for this podcast because it gets me to work every day. Because 
I uh, I listen to the podcast in the car on the way to work, and uh, I absolutely love it. You guys have got this thing nailed and doing this this thing every week. I've been trying to get on because I'm actually at work right now. Cause <laughs> on <a> okay. Afternoon here, so I've got to be quiet and start me off. Um, but no, Great honestly, stuff. cheers, mate. Cheers for all the comments, mate. Yeah, we do uh, we do appreciate. It. We love doing it, and obviously, um, you know that this is the reason why we love doing it as well. Uh, getting everyone involved and. Yeah, it brings people together. And, and to be honest, uh, we have found that people like yourself who do live a little bit further afield, not, not quite as far as Arizona, I must admit, but but certain people that live all, all around the the UK do uh, do say that you know doing this podcast has has brought you know brought the club closer to home, so to speak. Yeah, it, honestly, it's brilliant, mate. It, it really is. I, I love it. Um, Good and, stuff. And- and everything that you're doing, and, and getting Giles Cook, I don't know how you managed to do that, because, I mean, I've actually seen him play live, and, like, he's he's pulled that blue and white shirt on, and people have been chanting his name, and we'd all love to do that. I mean, we're all closet footballers, we're all closet managers, we all think we know better, than, but he's actually he's actually been out there and done it, so fair play to Giles, fair play to, to you guys for, for doing it, but, yeah, I love podcasts. Uh, on the subject of Barry Bannon, I think he is, undervalued because we as we as fans um expect a lot of him and when he's not firing on all cylinders we tend to pick on him a, a little bit but i mean other than the rotherham game recently can you can you tell me when when uh we've outplayed a team like we did rotherham and still lost and barry bannon uh was was brilliant that day too but when he's firing all, on all cylinders we normally win uh he had an off game uh, against lincoln they all had an off game against Lincoln, apart from that uh, that that one run that led to our our goal, which was absolutely phenomenal and the contender for goal for goal of the season. But if Barry Bannon's not firing, the team's not firing. It's as simple as that. I, I will say something about Barry though, because I mean he takes a lot of the set pieces, and I don't know what's happened this year because uh, the set pieces were particularly at the start of the season terrible we, we couldn't we, we couldn't buy a goal from a set piece no matter what we did and and he was taking corners from both sides and I realize he's not doing that now but for the life of me I cannot understand why I can't, I can't figure out his code you know this lifting his arm in the <laughs> um, I'm telling you you need like uh, a Bletchley Park code breaker to figure out what he's doing because me and I, I am the 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 president and CEO of the Arizona Supporters Club. There's only three of us in it. There's me, my son, <laughs> yeah. and and, uh, uh, and and one other, Laura Costa, that, that's that's in it. Uh, but and I said to my son all the time, "All right, okay, this is going far post. Two arms up. Oh, then he drops and I, oh, where the hell's this going? Well, I, I, I think ain't got a clue. I think I've sussed it anyway. One arm up means side netting. Two arms <laughs> up means straight to the goalkeeper, uh, and then. And then, yeah, if he if he if he points in any direction, then who knows what's going to happen? To be to be fair, so uh, so yeah, go on then. Though the question is, Ian, is in your eyes, is Barry Bannon a legend? He is a legend. He is a legend because I mean, he loves the club. He clearly loves the club. I don't know if he's candidate for captain though, because I I just I, I don't know. We've had some really great captains over the years, and he's not the he's not the one that that pitches up and shouts and and moans. I mean. You can hear him sometimes, and he and he does try and g up the crowd sometimes, not not, not in appropriate places. But, but uh, what, what's your criteria then for a, for a legend? Because I think this is going to be like a a topic that we are going to be talking about, and I think some yeah, people are going to have different different opinions. I think. 
Well, I'll, I'll tell you what my criteria is with him anyway. He could have moved on anywhere. We all know that, especially this last summer. And he probably could have got more money doing it. He loves Sheffield. He loves the club. He loves being around the club. He loves the people at the club. His, ki his kids are settled here. He loves the city, not just the club. Um, and you can you can see, I mean, when he scores a goal or, or or when he sets one up, the passion that he's got for the club. And you can't you can't buy that. It's particularly in this day and age where people go off and uh, you know because they've got all the agents and all that, and they, and they want to do their own thing. And but um, but but to me. The, the guy has got legendary status just because, and he connects with the fans. I mean, the fans mourn all the time, but that's only when he's, because we have such high standards for him. Do, do you not think that you have to win something though, Ian, to become a legend? Or does that not does that not matter to yourself? Because obviously Barry Bannon, in his time at Sheffield Wednesday, well, from when he signed to when we are now, we, we've obviously got worse. Um, so do you not think that we need to at least achieve something to, to gain that legendary status jeez dude i mean i've been following them i'm i'm old i'm in my 50s and i've been following them since well 1979 was the first game i went to so I, i've seen some glory days and i've seen some pretty shit uh over the years too yeah. so there's a there's an awful lot of legends that have not won, not won anything uh i mean you have to go back to the um to the to the early nineties, but we've had some great play. I think we've had some great players. And no, I don't think legendary status means winning anything. I think, to, to me, legendary status is connecting with the fans um, uh, and just just wanting to be at the club. I mean, um, Liam Palmer's another one for me. He's spent his whole career at Wednesday. He could have moved on. We know he could have moved on, but he wants to stay there. And uh, you know, you got to love the guy. I mean, he's taken some stick. You, you and I know, that, particularly last year. I mean, the, the guy's taken a lot of stick over the years. I know we're not talking about Liam Palmer. Talking about well, we are we're, obviously we are talking about legends and and what make and what makes a legend because Liam Palmer's name has cropped up because people have said, you know, uh, for you know for, for someone to be a legend, you have to have longevity and and obviously a lot of appearances for for a certain club and and if you put Barry Bannon under you know where, as a legend under that criteria, then you have to put Liam Palmer there as well, of course, because obviously he's played played more games than Barry Bannon has. Well, yeah, no, you've got a good point there. I, I mean, Kevin Pressman was my legend because I've, I've I've met the guy and I used to work with his brother-in-law. But what, what's Kevin Pressman won? I know he was at the club when we won stuff, but I mean, he never played in the final. So, <sighs> yeah, Ian, you made some you made some great points. I just want to bring uh, obviously stay there. You know, um, if you do have to shoot off, they do. Uh, I do totally get that. That's fine. But I'm just going to bring Ben in. Um, ben, mate, how are you? All right. Hey, bud. Not bad, mate. You? Good. I'm fine, thank you. Ian says Barry Bannon's a legend. What about yourself? I have no idea. You see, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I'd class Lee Bullen as a legend because look at what Bullen's doing. He's playing every position for us, coached us, managers, managed us. So is Bannon? What's Bannon done? I mean, he's hundred percent. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I have no idea, pal. I mean, well, obviously, there's, I mean, there's, there's legend, and then I think if you go one step down, you get what, like, fan favourite, and then you get maybe cult hero, I suppose. There's different, there's different criteria. I mean, for, for some people, some people can throw legend status <clears throat> around like it's uh, like it's going out of fashion. For others, they like to be quite careful who they, yeah, who they give that status I, to. I mean, I, I, I don't I, think I, I can have him as a legend, pal, thinking about it. It's, 
Yeah, great bloke. Good, great play when he's on it. I don't think he's a legend because last Spanish time here we made playoff final we made, but no, I can't tell his legend pause. Great player. Who uh, would you say? Who would you say is if you had to pick someone to be a Wednesday legend? Who would you? Who would you be picking? What from right now or we just back from in the just from whenever you want? A Sheffield well, Wednesday when legend. When I was a kid, I mean David Hurst with striker banking goals when I was young then, so Hurstie. Obviously, you got Roland at right back. Um, Lee Bourne, as I say, more recent times. I mean, as I say, he's played every position for us. But would, yeah. you, would you say Samedo or not? No, I, I don't know if he can. I mean, what Samedo done for us? Yeah, we were a couple of years. I mean, we had a great song. We love him to bits, but is he a legend? I mean, let's well, be he's no Roy Keane, is he? Let's be right. I mean, well, he captained. Yeah. He captained us. Was it? Was he captain when we got <laughs> up in when we, when we got promoted in two thousand and twelve? Because that's the thing. When you when you look back, I think it depends on how old you are as well. Like for me, I'm thirty two. So my early memories. Yeah, I'm thirty nine, Paul. So uh, just, uh, just there. Yeah, my early <laughs> memories are the late late nineties when we got relegated out of the Premier League. That's when I kind of properly started following Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, you know, Wednesday fan all my life, but that's when I kind of went to my first matches and whatnot. So for me, when people talk about Waddle, Hurst, Roland <coughs> Nielsen, uh, all these people, I, I have no idea. I've never I've never seen them play, you know, Carlton. Yeah, Palmer, I literally said when you know, they were playing, and, uh, but no, slight memories in them. And yeah, I, I class them as legends, but again, to me, that cracking song, cracking bloke, loves the club, but I don't think he is long enough part to be a legend. I mean... Liam, somebody said there, maybe Liam Palmer. Again, you know, great player, gives his all, is he a legend? Possibly, yeah. I mean, he's been with us forever, hasn't he? So why not? Yeah, well, I, I asked the question on uh, on Twitter as well, and it, like I said, it got a bit of traction. Uh, we put a poll out, um, nearly a 1,000 votes on the poll, 69% say yes and 31% <clears throat> say no. So not quite split, but there's, you know, there's a... Yeah, there's, there's it depends a big on the criteria, doesn't it? Really, I mean, it depends what what you're classing as a you know, counts towards the legends. Is it the length of time at a club? Is it what they've won? So, I don't know, I'd say not a legend, but I say great play, and he's he's kind of just behind in it, I suppose. Of course, but Ben, uh, go on, Ian. Ben, let me let me just ask yeah, this. Pal- a bit. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it depends on your criteria for for a legend is, and and. Pickings have been slim, particularly over the past 20, 25 years. I get that. But here's the thing, right? This is our adjective. If he were doing an after-dinner speech, like, you know, like like um, Chris Waddle and, and Ersty and all that do now, would you go yeah. and see him? Me, I would. That's a legend. I mean, I went to one a couple of years ago. They were Ersty there, Waddle were there, Big Ron were there. They're absolutely brilliant, it were. Shaz were there. So, yeah, I think I would, because I say he speaks really well, but... Well, I mean, yeah, he's, he's Scottish, so you yeah. probably need a, a translator or something, wouldn't you, to know what he's saying? Like, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I mean... I probably would, pal. Yeah, I'd probably go and see him. And depends what we like, but uh, yeah, why not? Great stuff, Ben. Stick stick around. I know you do. We'll, we'll come back to you on the other yeah, we'll on the other points as well. Just want to bring Liam in to the discussion. Uh, Liam, mate, how are you? All right. Yeah, good. Thanks yourself. Good stuff. We've got no confusion now. You're obviously the only Liam in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the other Liam's, uh, like I said, off to Cleethorpe, so wherever he's gone. So, all right for some, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, yeah, go on, Liam. Barry Barron, is he a legend in your eyes or not? Again, it just depends how you define legend. Is it appearances, trophies? But how do you, but how do you define legend? What about I'm asking you? I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Ben. I, I don't think he is. 
he's been a great servant, don't get me wrong, like many players have. Um, but him personally, he's gone within 90 minutes of the Premier League to League One. Yeah, so 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 you're so you're saying because we've been on a decline, you can't really sh- for, start throwing out legend status. No, not for me. Like I said, you know, great lad. You know, been been here for a long time. We've you know we picked him up when he was down. Been a great servant for us. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't class him in the legendary category. What what do you, what does a, a player have to do then in order to be to become a legend for you? Is it is it that you've got to see some sort of progression? Do they need to win something? Do they need to? Because I mean, there's no doubting that Barry Bannon is is the best on his day. Well, on his day, even on off his day, to be fair, he's, he's the best player at the club, um, and he's probably the one of the best players in in the division, if not one of the one of the better players in the championship as well. So, you know, what what does he have to do? I think he's got to be successful. Uh, again, I'm with Ben. I think Lee Bullen. I would define him as a as a legend. He's played in every position. He's, you know, we were promoted under him as captain. He's coached our academy. He's been assistant manager. Uh, he's been caretaker manager on a number of occasions as well. Yeah, so yeah. I, I would I wouldn't define him as a legend. Not for me. No, uh, no problem. If anyone else wants to uh, have their say as well, then make sure you click that uh, request a talk button on the on the bottom left. Obviously, uh, a lot of things to talk about at the moment. We're just talking about uh, Barry Bannon. Obviously, put the uh, the tweet out that got quite a bit of uh, traction, both for and uh, and against as well. Um, you know, we've got Ian that says that Barry Bannon is a legend. Both Ben and Liam are saying not quite, not quite yet. Although, uh, you know, a couple of promotions then. Uh, then maybe if he's if he's still here, then maybe he might just creep into that uh, legend status. So, uh, like you know, come up. Let's have you have you say. We can also talk about obviously the uh, the defeat against Lincoln at the weekend. Um, we can also talk about this weekend's game against the uh, Cambridge United. Lee Gregory that's coming back. We can also talk about Bailey Peacock Farrell's performances. He's come under a little bit of criticism of late with some goals that have gone in, perhaps. Uh, could have done, uh, could have done a little bit better in some people's eyes. Just on the um, legend thing, uh, I, I, I said to quite a few people that I'd, I'd have my say on that. Um, I think you, everyone's right what they what they say. It does depend on what your what your criteria is. But when I obviously it does depend on your the, the age as well. If you're, you know, twenty year old or something, then you've not got a great, you know, not, not got a big pull to pick. And obviously, you've not seen the likes of. The Waddles and the Hearst, etc. For, for me, I think there does have to be a level of success there, um, especially when you're at a club like Sheffield Wednesday. You know, you know, you could say, you know, is James Coppinger a, le- a legend at Doncaster? You know, but they've not won anything. They've not won the FA Cup or the League Cup or the Premier League or anything like that. Um, but obviously, you have to look like relative to to where you're at. But yeah, I think if he leads us to promotion this season, then maybe obviously. You can't obviously be a legend until you until you retire, I guess as well. Um, but for me, he's he's nearly there. I just think he needs to uh, perhaps yeah add a bit of success to his uh, to his career. I mean, you, you look as well. He's how many how many appearances he made? He's nearly three hundred appearances. He's been here for what seven years, um, but he's not really won anything. He's only scored twenty goals as well. So he's not he's not like he's uh, 
banging the goals in either. So yeah, not doubting that he's a fantastic player and quite clearly the best the best player that we've got at the club. But yeah, just not quite there for me. Um, go on, let's move on to the Lincoln game at the weekend. Three-one defeat to uh, to Lincoln. Um, Liam, were you like me? Did you think it was going to be easy, and you thought we were going to breeze past them, or did you kind of expect uh, it to be a tough, you know, as tough as what it actually was? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was going to be a tough game, and and so it proved. Uh, our away record, especially, has always been like really patchy. Six, uh, six wins, six draws, and six defeats so far this season away from yeah. home. So, yeah. Consistently inconsistent is how I'd put it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't a great performance. Um, the worst we've seen in quite a, in a while, actually. Um, fair play to Lincoln. Deserved to win. It was one of those games where we haven't been good in for quite a few number of years. Uh, they got in our faces. They closed us down. We were second to the ball a lot of the time. We didn't really create a lot. We only had one shot on target, I think, which was the goal. Um, and a brilliant goal it was as well. Um, great run by Marvin Johnson. Barry Huno finished it. Lincoln, I think, had nine shots on target as well. And we were just getting one long ball for the second goal, corner for the first, and a throw-in for the third. Yeah, it just wasn't great. I just hope it's a blip. And then we, uh, we bounce back on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you listened to the to the podcast at the weekend, but you know, I I threw out the, for me, we look tired, not just physically tired, but more so mentally tired. Some of the, especially for the goals, I, I felt that you know Liam Palmer especially made mistakes that he perhaps had not been making earlier in the season. You know, ball watching and losing his man, etc. Did did you get that feeling that you know? Um, certain players looked a bit tired or was it just the fact that Lincoln didn't give us a chance on the ball? Uh, combination of both, really. Uh, we have played a lot of games um, with the same group of players, uh, more or less, and now we've got the games coming up, we need to start rotating the squad, I feel, because it is in our hands and uh, only us can lose it from where we are. Yeah, definitely. Uh, cheers for that, Liam. Uh, do stick around. Ian, I'm just going to uh, come to you, mate. Uh, did, did you watch the game at the weekend? I, I did watch the game, unfortunately. What, what, what time is the game on there in, in Arizona, then? What's the oh, it's, bre- it's breakfast time, mate. It's on at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm sat there in my chonies with a cup of tea. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, what, what did you make of the game, then, on Saturday? It, it 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 was a poor performance, but I don't get this tiredness thing. It's not like they're putting the shift in that pit. They're not part-timers. I mean, this is what they do for a living. And yeah, and you know Lincoln have played same amount of games. I mean they they'd played as um, Tuesday as well before. So I, I don't I, I'm not buying that at all. Now the difference on that game was Lincoln were definitely up for it. I think you mentioned that the other day that Lincoln definitely wanted it more than we did. They were up for it, and and we don't like it when teams get in our faces and 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 presses. And harriers for the ball. We we need to spend time on the ball and dictate the game. An early goal, like last couple of games, we've got an early goal, and then whatever teams come to Hillsborough or, or or away, their their game plan goes out the window then because they've got to go for it because they're a goal behind. If we score an early goal, we dictate the game and we'll win the game. But when we don't, we kind of go into our shell a little bit and expect that. Uh, something's just going to happen, and we're not making it happen. That's the problem. And the midfield, I mean, you, again, I think you said it. There's not one player in that Lincoln side that would got would have got in Wednesday side on on uh, on Saturday. 
So what the difference was, was them being more up for it than we were. And when they got that goal, they were pressing and pressing and pressing. And again, it comes down to a confidence thing. Now, I want to, I want you to cast your mind back a, a, a couple of months when we had that disaster against Sunderland. We were 2 nil down at half-time, do you remember? Yeah, uh, I, 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 well, I tried to forget those sorts of moment, moments, but yeah, but, I do remember well, it, yeah. That, that same day, Doncaster Rovers were 3-0 up against Morecambe away, do you remember? Yeah, and they lost and, 4-3, didn't they? And they lost 4-3. Now, we came out in that second half Heads were down. There's no way that a Wednesday side back then would have come back from a two-goal defeat. Now, I'm not a manager. I've never been a manager. I know, I know. obviously, I, I pretend I know a lot about football, but I pretend I know a lot of, lot of stuff about a lot of stuff, and I don't. But it, and if if I were manager of that Sunderland game, I'd have been like a mixture between William Wallace and and, uh, and Ted Lasso, because I'd have been in there saying, come on, lad. You've got to get in there. You've got to score next goal. I don't give a shit what score is, but you guys are scoring next. Now get out there, show some balls, and put ball it back at net. I mean, that'd have been me. Like I said, tactics. I ain't got. A, I ain't got a freaking clue. The, the uh, thing. The thing is on on that. I mean, at half time it was one one, and I think I'm not the only person that perhaps thought when it were one one at half time we were probably going to go on and win that game. Um, I thought that Lincoln were going to tire in the second half, but fair uh, yeah, play, to, right. fair play to them. They, they came out in the second half. Um, they, they pressed us again. They carried on the same uh, game plan as they did in the in the first, and they uh-huh. perhaps got the goal at the right time because um, right. you know goals do do change games, don't they? And that probably you know when did right. they score it? Sixty minutes, I think it were that they that they scored. Yeah. Um, and we were the better team that second half, right up until that goal, and then Ed's dropped. And you know it, it happens time and time again. The only the only game that we've come back in is against Donny, and they're uh, one of, if not the worst team in the league. And they played well against us as well. But it's just this confidence thing that they need to get over. That, that I don't know. They need to. I don't know if they've got a sports psychologist or whatever, but they need to get inside their heads and you know and and battle uh, for everything. Because you're not going to get anything out of this league unless you unless you battle for it. It's a bunch of shithousery that's going on, and unless you you you're in the game, you you're going to be walking off with your tail between your legs because you're going to get beaten every time by these by these teams like Lincoln that know how to play in this league, and and they're not having a great season either. But they wanted that win, and you could tell that they every single ball that they were harrying for. And, I mean, if you look at Luongo, Luongo's a, a, a fantastic player. And normally, if he loses the ball, he goes and gets it back straight away. But even he was was bullied off the ball. And we didn't get no help from that referee. That referee was absolutely shocking. Um, <laughs> yeah. He could he could have stamped his authority on that game from the beginning and said, "You know, I'm not I'm not playing this game. You're not you're not you're not playing this way. You're going to you're going to book if you keep keep carrying off like that." But we didn't get any protection from the referee. Referees have been shit, I think this year. Yeah, well, I, th- uh, I think I think you get that as you as you go down the leagues. Uh, Ian, I just want to bring uh, Peter in. Peter, mate, um, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, how are you, mate? You're right. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, no I, I just want to. This, this this business about the the, the midweek Saturday games. I, I don't know if anybody's realised. I looked at the fixtures. The midweek midweek Saturdays actually finishes next Tuesday, and then we're in the same boat as everybody else. Our our gaming hands don't catch up until the final week of the season. 
when we've when we've got the away game at uh, is it Fleetwood, isn't it? It's, the, Fleet, uh, it's Fleetwood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we're, we're still going to have a game in hand until the last five or six days of the season. So could be massive that know, as well. Well, I, I, personally, I think it's going to be all over by then. Myself, I mean, I, I, just, I wanted to just come back on a point about the Lincoln game. Yeah, we, we did look tired, but maybe we looked tired because the, the exertions of the Burton game was so excessive. It's no wonder Bannon was on on his backside or didn't, didn't have much of an effect in the match. Probably his, his least in his least effective game for a long, long time because he put so much effort into the Burton match. Uh, and he, equally so, the one going buyers, they were they didn't seem up for it. They, they, admittedly, Lincoln were they were well up for it. They were fighting for their lives. They got the biggest crowd of the season. They got. The fans went crazy on the other side of the on the other side of the ground, and it were like you know it it what literally was their cup final. And yeah, just just I, just on that, do you not think that we've struggled with that for pretty much all season? I mean, I don't know if you listened to the Oppo's view that I did that they went out this morning with the Cambridge fan, and he he's like their cup final. They're they're bringing fifteen hundred fans. They were the it's the it's the, uh, the fixture that they look for look forward to the most. I, I was listening to their podcast earlier, uh, and they were talking about you know uh, you know they getting the train train up there early doors. It's a a big club, a fantastic stadium. They can't you know they they pinching themselves that they're, that they're playing against Sheffield Wednesday, a club that when they were growing up were were in the Premier League. So, and that they're not they're not. Um, you know, it's not they're not the only team that thinks like that. There's there's a lot of other clubs like. No, you know, I don't. I don't. I don't doubt they aren't the only team that think like that. I think every every side that they're going to play from now on will think that, and they'll want to they'll want to spoil our party in in any way, shape, or form. And you could you could see the way Maguire played on on Saturday against us. Uh, he he was you know he was the he he mastered the shit out of his stakes in terms of uh, spoiling and fouling and getting getting the little niggles in. He he, he bossed it, and you know where Patson's normally king. Maguire ruled the roost on on. On Saturday, in that in that sort of aspect, and that that did interfere, and I think it affected. I think somebody said a few minutes ago that affected uh, Liam Palmer and the way he played because he did look tired in this, particularly in the second half. Yeah, um, I, I thought I attributed both of the goals in the second half down to to his mistakes and his poor decision making. Um, and you've got to remember as well, you know, we're talking. I know it's the third tier, but we're, we're talking about professional football here. So when I agree. When, yeah, when he when Ian said earlier about um, you know they've not been down the pit and what have you, I don't think that really. I don't think it's <clears throat> it's tired in like I'm 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 falling asleep. It's it's tired in these fine margins, and you know you yeah, look yeah. at the the, the throwing, and it, all it takes is a split second. You've not you've not picked your man up, and that's all they all need right. these players. And next minute the ball's in the back of the net. Just 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 moving aside slightly, I, I watched the last 25 minutes last night, a bit, a bit sad and a bit boring, of, of the Bolton v uh, Morecambe match uh, on on uh, on my dodgy box. And you, you'd, you'd see better games of football in Concord Park on Sunday than that, because that was proper dross. There were no, obviously, no Kieran Lee didn't play, but, but Bolton chasing a game 1-0 down, Morecambe no interest in scoring, it, it would. It was the worst game you'll you will ever see in your life. It was appalling, uh, and so so Wednesday's no fears when they go and play Bolton, other than other than one player, and that's Kieran Lee. Uh, stop him playing, and that 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 is an easy three points. I don't want to sound cocky. I'm probably going to sound cocky and arrogant by saying that, but <laughs> I, I, I I I am I am I am I am supremely confident we're going to get in. 
you know, I can't see us getting getting the automatic, but I'm supremely confident we're going to finish third or fourth. I really am. And I, I think these little blips, uh, like we had last weekend, the form of Shaw in the last seven or eight matches has been awesome. You know, if Mendes Lang scores against Rotherham, I don't think we're even having a, a conversation like this. Yeah, definitely. I, re- I really don't. And like you said about fine margins a few minutes ago, it really is all about fine margins. We we all know we've got a fine margin who plays in the net every week for this. He's a <laughs> he's he's an, we all know that he's an. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Accident waiting to happen, but we put up with him because his class is, that he shows at times, is, is you can see he's a potential premiership keeper. Yeah, definitely. And he will, it, it will be when he gets up a bit. Peter, t- thanks for your thanks for your time. No just uh, just stay, stay there. We will come to you a little bit later yeah. on as well. But Ben just wants to have his say as well. Ben, mate, what do you want to... Yeah, I went to weekend, pal, and uh, I've got to mention tactics. I've got them absolutely bang wrong for me because, again, we're too obsessed with this playing football. When you go to these tiny grounds with teams that are up for it, we're going to close you down. I mean, Cheltenham did it. Plymouth at start of the season. It's not a small pitch at Plymouth, but they close us down. They come at us and we hate it. When teams close down and come at us, we just can't deal with it. We're too slow. So for me, at weekend, I think we've got to do this for every away game now to get this playing out from the back and rolling it out. We've just got to get balls up to lads up top, Patterson, get Gregory up there, get balls into them quick. I mean, look at that cross that uh, Johnson put in. What a cross that were. You know, cracking run. Get balls into box. Them guys will score for us. But away from all, we, we can't play. It's fanning about, rolling it out, slow football. We were 20 minutes behind in that game at weekend. The third 20 minutes, we couldn't keep up with him. They were coming at us, they were closing us down. We didn't know how to deal with it, pal. And we gradually got into game, but it's going to be too late at times, like the, it were at weekend. Their second goal kind of killed it off for us, didn't it? Because I thought if they didn't yeah. get that goal, I thought you know, we were coming into the game, we were on top in the second half. I thought up until that point, you know, they were still <clears throat> they were still pressing us, but I thought, you know, we were we were getting the upper hand. Obviously, we'd, we'd already pegged, uh, pegged the goal back. Well, got, got to... Um, all square half time um, but yeah that when that second goal went in it kind of knocked the stuffing out of us didn't it yeah and I think I think you said form um, earlier on what wait, six wins six defeats something and six draws or yeah away from home yeah. Like that. yeah and I think that typifies that it's a poor league so playing how we do we will get results against some of the teams because they are poor and they're not going to take advantage of you know robbing away at the start of the season we should have got hammered that game we somehow they didn't score we did and we won't gain Um there's going to be games where we get away with it. But for me, I think away from we need to mix it up a bit, stop this passing out from back, get balls into a box to the front lads, let them score goals, and we're fine. It's just that we can't afford to be too slow in games, pal. Another thing as well, Chris Maguire, everyone knows he's a little shit. I mean, he got booked early on about, what, 15 minutes in, might not have been that. And 
you've got buyers that are on a Tim, and you're just thinking, well, keep on a Tim, he's going to get sent off, and we stopped. So me, manager for me should be saying, look, he's a hothead there, keep on a Tim, wind him up, he'll get sent off. We don't know all that, mate. We're too obsessed with trying to play tight. And so for me, we just need to, particularly away from home, just mix it up a bit, get balls into the box, stop this rolling out from back, and we'll be right as rain. But for me, you got tactics wrong at weekend, mate. I mean, obviously, in a, in a couple of games, obviously the Doncaster game, uh, I think the, the Burton game as well, yeah. Darren Moore has changed things up during the game. You know, Donnie, Donnie he dragged both strikers off and, and swapped it for Patterson and Berahino at, at Burton. Obviously, he, he moved things around and put Hutchinson in, in the middle of the park, Palmer back in uh, in the defence and, and put Hunt back where he normally plays at... Um, you know, right wing back, and and I think that that changed the game there. It, it didn't really seem to make any changes, did he, against against Lincoln? I think he no. He waited. But I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Donny, but I thought first half, Donny. I mean, some people have played really well. I thought it was really slow and pedestrian first half. I thought we were quite slow, and again, it, it's only because Donny were really poor that I think we got away with that first half. Because against anyone half decent, I think would have been uh, would have been there for attacking. So uh, yeah, I just think he needs to, you know. Stop this fanning about front back rolling out. It, it don't work all the time. We're going to get caught out. Get ball down. Kick it down if you have to. Let them guys up top flick it on and just let well, win games, mate. It's simple as that. You can, on a big pitch at Ellsbury, you can get away with it a bit more, play about with it a bit more, but away from home, get them balls in box. Let's just go for goals and get wins. I mean, we went into that game against Lincoln on you know decent form. It were, what, seven wins out of his last eight. You know, we'd won four, then we got beat by Rotherham. We'd run th- three on the spin. Obviously, now we've uh, we've, we've lost against Lincoln. Are you are you as uh, are you as confident as Peter going into the next? Uh, you know, obviously the, the the final running. Um, or or do you you know was it a little blip or is it a cause for concern? What's what's your thoughts? We should on paper, for me, be winning most of his games. Let's be honest about it. I think honestly, I think Gillingham might be a tricky one. I mean, history hasn't got a great record here, history wise. Not that we've played him that many times, but obviously it's going to be a tough ground to go to. Do but... you know what? I've heard a lot of people say this. It's tough and, and what have you, and the, the, it's, we're going to find it difficult. You look where Gillingham are in the league, and <clears throat> the 22nd, they've won six games all season and they've lost uh, 18 of the 36. So, yeah, but Lincoln are one of the worst home games into home records at league, pal. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I, I just think that we've got enough. I mean, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying. Oh, we, do I, strug- I agree, but... we do struggle when we come up against teams that, I mean, don't expect a good game of football when we go to Gillingham, by the way, because if it's anything like it, like it was when they came to us, then yeah, there'll be time wasting. I mean, the, the first goal is going to be vital in that. Uh, in that game, yeah. if we get it, I think it's uh, it could be a route. But if if they get the first goal like they did at Hillsborough, then we could be in for a long afternoon. But you know, I, I just think that at this moment in time, we, we can't we can't go in with that sort of negative negative feelings against the team that's twenty second in the league. We're, we're probably more fear Cambridge, who are sat thirteenth. You know what I mean, this this yeah. weekend because they've. You know they've done a lot better than what than what Gillingham have, but um... no, you're probably right, Paul. But what I would say is realistically, and, and it's even Robin don't win every game. You know they get draws and and lose the odd one. So I think just realistically, we're we're not going to win every single game. So I think in next five games, if we get four wins or a draw, I think I'd take that. I would say I'd love to win all five, but so and just one more thing as well. Liam you mentioned about rotating team as well. We were doing that at start at season, and if he starts with that again. 
uh, he's going to get into a habit, isn't he? So for me, we can't be rotating yet. Every now and again, maybe one of Baez or Luongo and Hutchinson, you maybe drop one and rest him for odd game here and there. But for me, we need a settled side, mate. And, you know, you've got Iofa and that coming back, but is Iofa really fully fit ready to come in? I don't want to risk him too caught in this way. Yeah. Um, I'd be happy with Gibson coming in. But... Uh, what would you? I mean, Liam will come to you in a, just in a second. I can see that wanting to say something, but w- would you what drop Liam Palmer? Because I don't think you can drop Hutchinson or Story, can you? I'd probably put Palmer at fullback instead of Hunt. To be fair, that's what Giles um, said at the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, for me, you can't drop Palmer. It's season he's had. I mean, Jack Hunt's done really well, but I think Palmer's been brilliant all season. Out of position, he's played left back, right back, centre half. In pretty much every game, he's been moved about from game to game throughout the game. So I, I know, yeah, maybe... I, I know, Giles quashed the whole tired argument, but would you not think, you know, we're getting towards the the crunch end? Could, could Liam Palmer do with perhaps one or two games off? Because it's, it's looking likely if we're going to do anything, we're going to be playoffs, and that's potentially another, well, definitely another two games, but potentially mm-hmm. another another three games at the end of the season. Would you would you not think, you know, looking looking a bit further ahead, or is it a case of we've got to get there first? Yeah, get, get there first, mate. But again, I mean, if you're putting him at, at right wing back, which I would, you know, we've got a lot of midweek games, so, you know, maybe swap around with Hunt for midweek games, bring Hunt in for midweek games, freshen up a bit. I mean, I don't think there's much between them when they're playing, so um, so yeah, maybe in midweek games just swap around a little bit, but I don't want to see too much tinkering power. We've seen what he does at the start of the season. Um, it gets in his head. Um, I said, great to have Deli Bashiru back as well. Better strength from bench to come back as well. So Yeah, that was, that was something that our uh, mentioning, you know, the, the bench in recent weeks has looked poor, to say the least. You know, you look at it and you think, well, nothing's really gonna gonna change things up a little bit. So yeah, I, I do agree. It's good to see him, I think see him back. I think that's gonna help in games as well. So, you know, if we get a good lead, say we're three 0 up or whatever, you know, now we're gone. You know, take uh, Longo or Byers off and or Hutchinson and, you know, get Bashiru on. So, no, yeah. I think it's looking all right, pal, going forward. So, we just need to, as I said, mix up a bit away from home. Stop this fanning out from back and just speed up a bit. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, Liam, what do you want to have to say, mate? No, I just, uh, just agree with what the guys have said, really. Um, the midfield three, especially on Saturday, I was there. Just, just, they just looked off. For some reason, and we, and we didn't. You could see it even when we equalised. Like it was still, it still looked off, and we should have really made the change. We made the change like a few minutes after we went two one down, and then the old Wednesday came back away from home. When we go behind, we just folded. Yeah, I mean, what what do you think? You know, obviously looking looking ahead to um, the Cambridge game, do you think? We need to make changes. Obviously, Ben spoke about he don't want much tinkering to the to the side. Do you, do you th- what you know? What do you what do you want to see change, or do you just think it's just just one of them games on Saturday? Maybe it was just one of those games because it was away from home. Um, at home, we've got a good record. Uh, we're very good at home, and as it said before, four of our next five games are at home. Drilling them away will obviously be very tricky. But yeah, I think I wouldn't make you know I wouldn't make wholesale changes. Obviously, just you know, maybe if just maybe move Palmer to fullback has been mentioned. Maybe bring Gibson back in. Maybe I offer if he's fully fit. Yeah, maybe bring maybe bring into the middle. Uh, glad to see him back after coming on. Yeah, for, for for me, I think that the midfield three perhaps needs to stay as it is. I, I made made the comment a couple of weeks ago that you know <laughs> name me a better midfield three than uh, than Luongo. Bannon and Byers at the moment because I, f- I thought they've been you know 
class. You know, Bannon's been chipping in with the goals. Baez has been chipping in the goals. I mean, Luongo, you know, said him all with with what he does. He's instrumental in you know breaking breaking moves down and obviously starting moves of of our own as well. So. Yeah, it's um, it's certainly a tricky one that you know we've got the likes of Dele Bashir coming in. Who I think added is that you know up until the point where he got injured against um, was it Morecambe game? I think he got got injured in. Up until that point, I thought he were he were doing really well in you know combative in that in that midfield. And Baez has come in, and I, I almost don't really think that, that Dele Bashir can get get in the side. To be to be fair, um, I don't think you know what what's what we've got is is quite good, and I don't really see him. A need to change it to be uh, to be perfectly honest. I mean, another player that's um, that's obviously coming back is Lee Gregory. You know, he, he came on as a sub on Saturday. I don't think he did a great deal to be perfectly honest. But that's probably partly down to you know um, Lincoln and the way that they set up and and obviously the scoreline at the time. But Liam, would you be starting Lee Gregory on Saturday? And if you are starting him, who are you who are you taking out? It's a difficult one. Um, if he's, if he's again, if he, if he's fully fit, I would start him. Um, maybe in place of I don't know, maybe, maybe Patterson, because he has got a suspension hanging over his head. I think if he if he gets booked in the next couple of games, it's a it's a two game ban. Yeah, so I think we may have to be careful there. What do you, do you think he'll be? I mean, I probably have to agree in terms of I would switch him up for Patterson, not because of anything else other than I think Patterson and. And um, and Gregory just a bit too similar in terms of the way that they play. I think Berahino is a bit of a different player. He's not got the pace as uh, as perhaps what we'd what we'd like. But I think he does offer offer some you know something a little bit different. I just want to bring Ian uh, into the discussion. Uh, yeah, Lee Gregory. Ian, would you would you start Lee Gregory this weekend against Cambridge? Oh, it's a funny one that one. Uh, like you say, I mean, when he came on, when did when did he come on? Uh, uh, yeah, like seventy seventy something minute, something but like he, that. Yeah, he had about twenty twenty five minutes, I think. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't show much, did he? Um, I don't. I don't. I mean, he's best. He's <laughs> his best striker we've got, and he's got eight goals. And is it eight goals? He has got Jim? eight goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best striker we've got. He's got eight goals. I mean, I know he's had that injury. But, uh, Broken toe, which again is is a mystery to me, because I mean, when Wayne Rooney broke his metatarsal, he were back in two weeks. Wasn't he didn't playing for England. I don't know why he's been out for that long, but uh, it, um, it no, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say now. Oh, see, this is a dilemma, isn't it? Because if you don't put him in, because obviously he's, he needs to get up to speed and he needs to start banging him in, because he is our leading goal scorer. If you don't put him in. You're just delaying that even longer. But if you do put him in, I mean, who do you, who do you take out? I mean, I was, I'm, I'm like you with Berry, you know, I was not a fan of him and never wanted to see him playing in a Wednesday shirt again. But he's done all right last couple of games, to be fair. Uh, so to me, Berry, you know, has got to be in there. But I mean, do I start Gregory? What does this two, two match ban mean then if he picks up another yellow card? Well, yeah, so if he does. Because he's he's got um he's got nine yellow cards as it stands, so when you pick when if get another yellow card for the next two games, does he start back from fresh again, or what happens? Apparently, I think it does reset at a, at a certain a certain point. I'm not I'm not I'm not hundred percent on on that one, but I have heard it to elsewhere that yeah, that yeah he's uh, he can't pick another yellow card up for for the next two games. So 
Yeah, he's. I'm, uh... I'm, I'm, I am. I'm, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to put Gregory in because we're playing. We're playing Cambridge. I mean, even I, I listened to Oppo's view this morning on my way in, and even Cambridge fella, his dream, his his heart was saying one one draw. I mean, <laughs> that, that's and that's that's the guy that follows them week in week out. So they can't be all that. I mean, put Gregory in. Maybe the lad can bag a couple and build his confidence up because we're going to need him towards the end of the season, sure. Hundred uh, percent. Peter, Peter, do you want ever, do you want to come in on that? Yeah, I think the I think the booking thing is. I'm, I'm sure the date uh, at the end of Feb. Uh, sorry, not the end of Feb. Apologies, end of March. It's they're all expunged unless you get sendings off. You can't. I think the suspension's finished. I'm pretty certain that's the. Uh, I think you're out there, Peter. Yeah, I'm pretty certain that's that's the crack. Uh, so I think after after Patson, which I think is inevitable, gets his next book in, he gets he, he serves his two game, and then unless he gets sent off, there'll be no more suspensions. Uh, so I don't I don't think that's a worry. In in uh, my can I just bright can I just brighten the night up and just like you know you may already know this, but Rotherham's losing one 0 in their cup final again. <laughs> great, great stuff. Yeah, against is it Sutton that uh, that awaits the winner in uh, in the final of the Pizza Trophy? But yeah, like, like we have all season, we don't talk about the Pizza Trophy, do we? So uh, yeah, Sorry, it's all right, Peter. Go on then, Lee Gregory. So are you starting him on on Saturday or not? If you were manager, uh, no, I, I personally wouldn't. I'd, I'd give him another run out on the bench. I, I feel a bit sorry for Barry Eno you because I think he's sure enough in two or three. You know, half spells just to give him a crack, uh, and I persevere with the front two. I really would, and get get Gregory, get Gregory on in spells, maybe 30, 40 minutes box. That that, cause that seems to have been the sort of modus operandi that Darren Moore's oper- operated all season. He doesn't rush. He doesn't tend to rush people by. Do you, Do you think though that that for me, like, is Lee Gregory an impact sub when it, when he comes off the bench? And, you know, no, it's not. I don't, no. I don't, because for me, I, I would personally, it's, you know, it's something that Liam's been saying that he'd rather start Lee Gregory from the beginning, and then maybe bring, you know, bring if he has to bring him on off at half time, it brings him off at half time and puts puts Patterson on because you know Patterson does tend to have that, you know, he's like a little Jack Russell in when he when he gets going, he just you know he comes yeah, off the bench and he's he's bullish and what have you, and he can really change it up. Um, yeah, I'll I, I spin it on its head and just say. You know uh, the impacts of. Have we had an impact sub all season? I don't think we have, have we? No, not really. When was the when was the last impact substitution we had? David Hurst. <laughs> That's going back some years, isn't it? To be fair, exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I don't... For, for me, Lee Gregory, he, he has to start because there's some of the you know when you've got the likes of Jack Hunt and I mean Marvin Johnson, who's been putting some excellent balls in the box in recent yeah. weeks. When you've got those balls coming in, there's there's no doubt about it that that Lee Gregory is gonna, you know, he, he knows where to be. You know, he's he's football. He's got you know excellent footballing brain. You know, he can get in them positions. You know, you know comes off the defender, yeah, um, yeah. gets his head on the ball. And I think you know this season, you know, some of the balls that have been going into the box, especially in recent weeks. I know we've had a, been on a decent run of form, but how many times have you come away thinking? Lee Gregory plays. We scored two or three in that game. You know, uh, yeah, the, I the, agree. The, the I, I, go on. I was just going to say about that. You mentioned about Marvin Johnson just then. What, what a fantastic assist that was! But did anybody else think the final ball was atrocious? Uh, I, t- I can't. I don't. Think... Betty, you know's finish was absolute quality. I, to, be, to be fair, I don't think I've put that much thought into it. I just you, uh... you have a, if, if you can if you can have a look have a look the, the, the run down the wing the, and and the way the way Meg 
the last defender were absolutely, it was awesome. The actual final ball into the box was appalling. And Berrino made it with his, his sort of half turn and swivel in the air. He, it well, he, don't, he don't like to head the ball, does he? Sado Berrino. Well, he don't, no, no, but he's all, yeah, he, he doesn't. He's all about turning and, and, and the tapping, so to speak, similar to the Donny goal he got. But I didn't think the fire, and that's just, just being ultra critical, but the, I thought the ball weren't, weren't the best. I'm, you know I'm not bothered if it went across the no, exactly. across the ground. If he if he fizzed it across and it hit Berrino on his massive forehead that he's got, and yeah. I don't know how it goes in, but uh, I'm not that bothered. Cheers, Peter. I just want to bring Nick uh, Nick into the conversation. Nick, mate, how are you? All right. Yeah, good. Thank you for asking, mate. You. I'm fine, thank you. What, what what do you want to have to say, Nick? Yeah, it was just the, the point on Gregory. I think we're at a point in the season where he's just got to play. I don't think we've got time to start doing half hour here. 15 minutes there and stuff. Because my understanding is he's on a one-year deal. Is that right? So his um, deal's at the end of the season anyway. I'm not 100% sure on that one. I, I would have to I would have to check. But oh. but yeah, he needs to play, doesn't he? I, I just think we haven't got time now. We're, we're in a place, we're in a good run. Is the, is the striker that was brought in at the start of the season to be the man to get the, the 20 goals, the elusive 20-goal striker. He's not done that so far for one reason or another. But we just have not got time to start bedding people back in I think we just especially with the strikers we've got a few options I just think we need to go for the bust a little bit personally yeah I mean Lee Gregory is number one choice isn't it when you when you look at it I mean we were speaking at the weekend you know we were talking about Canberry and Silaso and and there you know I think there's no denying that it's it's Lee Gregory Josh Windass then probably Patterson Berahino and then Canberry and Sal come fifth and sixth so when you've got your first choice striker back and fit he has to start, doesn't he? I mean, um, I mean, who would you partner with him? Would it be Saido Berahino? I mean, we don't, we haven't <laughs> talked about Canberra and Silla, so are they totally out of the picture at the moment? I don't, I don't think they're out of the picture. I don't think Sal was brought in as a striker. I think my impression that I got from the start of the season is we were very much going to play that that system of four three, four, two, two wider men and then one one up top. Yeah, four, um, so four two three one. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I don't think Sal was brought in as a striker. I think he was brought in one of those one of those wide men, and we've we've almost been forced into this system that that actually has has worked pretty well. So I think it would be for me, it would be Berahino. Um, I think Liam made a good point on the podcast on Sunday. You know, bringing in the likes of Canberra, and yeah, he's he's not the best, but what do we expect to get for for freeze for for people that other teams clearly don't want? And I just think that we need to remember sometimes. Yeah, we're Sheffield Wednesday, but we're in League One. If these players were any good, then they're, they're not going to be in League One. They're going to be Championship, lower Premier League, you know. So, um, yeah, it'd be Berahino for me um, with with Gregory. I think they're the well. Berahino is obviously the striker in form, and then Gregory's the man that was brought in to to score the goals to take us up. Yeah, def- definitely. I mean, just looking at the the next games that we've got. I mean, we're at home on Saturday to to Cambridge. Then it's Tuesday night again at home against Accrington in that rearranged game. Then we then travel to Gillingham on the Saturday, and then following that we've got another two home games um, against Cheltenham and then Wimbledon again, both on on Saturday. When you look at them five games that are coming up, I mean, I, I posed the question on Twitter earlier. I mean, out of the fifteen points that we can get there, what are you realistically? What are you what are you aiming for out of them, Nick? Um, I mean, I think. Obviously, like a few people put today, I saw on Twitter, 15 is the ideal. Part of me thinks I'd add tech. Um, I would tech maybe, you know, um, maybe 13, 14 and a draw. But then the other part of me thinks, if you think of the run we've just had, 
what did we do in a row? Was it six, seven in a row? So have we done, did we do 18, 21 points in a row? So it's not out of the question. So we did, we did, we did four, four wins and then a defeat. And then we had three wins. As four, well. four so and three. So we had, we had seven, seven wins out of the, out of eight games in that, in that run. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at the teams, I mean, Cambridge, they, they sit, what, 12th and then Accrington, uh, what where are they there? No, sorry, Accrington are twelfth. Cambridge uh, are now are now thirteenth. AFC Wimbledon, there. Let's have a look. They're twentieth. Gillingham are twenty second. You know, they're all teams that are that are down there, aren't they? So they should, you know, I don't think when people have said you know fifteen points minimum, I think I think it's it's not out of the realms, but I think it is a little bit unrealistic. I think I think I said a couple of weeks ago as well. That you know, when you win games, you you do buy yourself perhaps that one poor result. Um, not saying that mm. you can afford, you know, not that like you're going out and you know, it doesn't matter if we win or not. Obviously, you go out to win the game, but if you do pick up a, a bad result, like it's like for example that the you no know, the defeat of the weekend because we've won the three before, you kind of look when you look at it and go right. Well, actually, you know, nine points out of possible twelve, you'd have probably took that if someone had said to you you're going to win your three next you know, win three out of your next four games, you'd have, you'd have probably snapped their hands off it. So I think what makes it difficult is the fact that when you look at the league now, you know, we've lost on Saturday. I mean, we're now, you know, we were, what, fifth in the league and we now found, find ourselves eighth, which I know there's games in hand, you know, MK, Oxford and Sunderland have all played two games more than us so far this season. So I think, I just think the next two games are key, Um, you know, Cambridge at home and Accrington at home on Tuesday. Obviously, that, that's that's the game in hand, or one of the games in hand that we've got that could, you know, win those two and could propel itself back into the uh, back into the playoff places. Ben, I just want to bring you back in. What 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 do you think then? These next um, these next five games is it? You know, they're all winnable, aren't they? I mean, I know every game's winnable, but you know, we're not. We're, I don't think we're being overly cocky or arrogant by saying we should win all five, are we? Are you there, Ben? Liam, I just want to come to you then, mate, on uh, on that one. Sorry, Paul, are you talking to me, buddy? Yeah, yeah, just saying. I'm sorting dog out. Sorry, mate, dog were playing up here. So <laughs> no problem. <laughs> the, next, the next five games, um, yeah, I don't think we're being cocky or arrogant by saying we should win all five, should we? Well, I said, yeah, I think if we win four, draw, I'd take that. Uh, on paper, we should win them all, really, for me, but you know, that's on paper and it, in reality, you're not going to win every single game. So I'd probably say four wins in a draw. I'd take that. But uh, if we can get all five, brilliant. Yeah, great stuff. Just want to bring uh, Tyler in, mate. Tyler, how are you doing? You all right? Trying to unmute yourself, Tyler? Let's try that again. Hiya, mate. You all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Yourself? Not so bad, Jay. So uh, firstly, just wanted to kind of reiterate what uh, Ian said at the start of the podcast. I'm a big, big fan of it. I've been keeping up to date with it all, so it's been cracking if I've had to miss a game or something like that. Um, As for the next... uh, No worries at all. So the next five games, yeah, as you said, I think it's... um, I'm expecting to win them all, really. If we do draw or something like that, or we have a game like um, how we did on Saturday... It's just kind of one of those things, really. We um, we played so well recently, and if you look back at last season, got like, every single weekend just ruined my weekend every single time. <laughs> my missus hated me because I was just miserable every bloody Saturday afternoon. But um, 
yeah, so it's so nice to have a bit of positivity in the um, team now. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think you just, you know you just look at it, and I mean, are you one of the ones that that look at the other results from from other teams? I, I spoke about that yeah. a, couple of, a couple of weeks ago, and you know, you're looking. I mean, I'm just looking now, and uh, Rotherham lost their last game, and we did. Yeah. And apart from that, when you could, you can go right down to 11th place, and everyone else have won the last either one or or two. So it's uh, definitely yeah, it's difficult. So I've made a rule to myself never to look while we're still playing because I jinx myself. But like we don't know, we're two take like two positions off, then we'll concede and then it's back down again or anything like that. So I try and wait until the games are finished at least. But now it's coming to the latter end of the season, it's hard not to kind of keep an eye on it all. And I think that's why we're getting more pressure on it. Because if say if they if this started at the start of the season and we lost against Lincoln, we'd be like, Okay, we've been playing really well, but you know, that's just one of those things. Um, but because it's towards the end now, it's just getting the pressure's building a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've mentioned obviously the next five games. After that, we uh, we travel to Bolton and MK Dons in consecutive weeks. Then we've got yeah, Crew, um, and then we've got more. Uh, sorry, we've got Crew, and then we've got Wickham. With, yeah. on the, and then we've got Fleetwood, which is the you know the, the other game in hand that we've got, and then Portsmouth. Yeah. So you you look at them, and you know the, the, we've still got Crew to play Fleetwood, who, who are battling down there a few more trickier teams but you know the, yeah, like, playing the likes of MK Dons and Wickham and Portsmouth when we do I mean I'd like to think that by the time we play Portsmouth it's all wrapped up and, and sorted but you know they could be they could be key I think it's probably a, a good time to play them sorts of teams coming to the end of the season would you not agree? Yeah definitely like you said it's it's a spe- if it happened you know a few months ago I'd be really worrying about it because it was just it, just nothing was clicking and then it was after the Shrewsbury game that things really started to click and it, it's just been really positive football ever since the um yeah that horrible Shrewsbury game and then it's been yeah it's been cracking since then yeah great stuff um right I think we're gonna uh well let's let's just go around and let's have a bit of a, a score prediction then so uh Tyler I'll I'll come to I'll come to you then what what's your score prediction for for Saturday against Cambridge United um, I'm wanting a three 0 I think too. I think Gregory's going to get a few in. To be honest, um, I'm, yeah, I think if any kind of games are going to give him the confidence back, as we mentioned, it's you know he's expected to be a you know twenty goal striker. That's not happened, but with the teams we've got this month, it's, it's, you know this is the perfect time to get that confidence. Yeah, I'm thinking three 0 Fantastic. Cheers, Liam. Uh, uh, sorry, Tyler. Uh, Liam, just want to come to uh, come to you, mate. What's your prediction for this weekend? At home, I back us to win. I'm going to go 3 1. 3 1. Great stuff. Ian, go on then. What's your prediction? Yeah, I'm going 3 0 as well. Um, uh, obviously, it's got to be a Jack on Tat trick, hasn't it? I mean, he, <laughs> he's been trying. He's been trying. No, I think he, I think he's going to score. Uh, he's not going to score three. Uh, I think he might I think he might bag one. Um, right, yeah, I've got, I've got to go 3 0. I've got to be confident. Doc you- can't take another loss because she she hides from me all weekend if we end up losing so um Ian can you can you bet on the uh, English football over there in the states because uh, you, nope. you don't that's good because you can't you don't want to do what Liam Liam did at the uh, where last last year last week when he when he said Palmer's due a goal you know I think Palmer's going to score and you know, uh, he, 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 he didn't well you did and he didn't back it did he so uh, yeah lesson lesson there on that one Peter Put put a tenner on it from me, and I'll 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 pay you if you don't score. <laughs> Great, Peter. I'm going to come to you, and I'll come to you, Ben, with your score prediction for the for the weekend. I I reckon Wednesday two 0 uh, Better you know, and Jordan Story. 
where I mean Jordan's story from a corner. It's uh, he's been getting close and closer, hasn't he? So definitely, yeah, yep. it'd be nice to see that one, Ben. Before we finish, oh, I hate getting a prediction because if I say we're going to win, we get we get beat. Whenever I say it's nil nil, we tend to score. So I'm sticking with me nil nil. However. Fancies for a 5-0 and all, mate, to be quite honest with you. We, are, <laughs> we, do, we do need to get somewhere to paste in, don't we, to be, yeah. to be fair? Yeah, I've got it 5-0. Have a 0-0 or 5-0. There you go, two extremes. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, ben, Liam, Tyler, Peter, Ian, thank you very much for uh, for coming on and, and having your say. I do really appreciate quite it. And, Cheers, um, travels, mate. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, yeah, if you have enjoyed it, then you know, make sure you um, come next week. Uh, we'll be, obviously, Chatting about the uh, the three points that we win against Cambridge, uh, and obviously looking ahead to the uh, and and Accrington as well. I forgot about that in uh, in midweek. So yeah, you know if you're listening to the podcast, then do give us a rating. Um, you can give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to it. That'll be greatly appreciated. And yeah, we'll be back again next week. Cheers, guys. Thank you. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans